This is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. Welcome to episode number 43. I have mentioned a few episodes back that we actually moved not too long ago. And unfortunately, when I moved, I also had to leave my my garden and, and greenhouse that I had built, which was tough because I actually really enjoy, enjoy gardening and growing plants, specifically plants that provide you know food of some sort. And there's just there's something so satisfying with you know, starting with a small seed and then growing it until you have something you can eat and something you can enjoy. One thing that I have loved to grow is tomatoes and I'd grow tomatoes of all varieties, all all different colors of tomatoes and and different flavors and sizes and and it's been really fun over the years to to figure out what kind of tomatoes we like best and for what. And so when you're growing tomatoes or really most most any plants, they require some sort of pollination. You know, if we didn't have pollinators on the earth, so bees and other other insects that help with pollination, man, most of the world's food supply would be gone in a flash. And, you know, I had bees in my yard as well, which is great, helped with my my outside garden and helped with our fruit trees to, to keep those pollinated and also gave us some good honey. So these bees were fantastic because as you may have learned in school, like I did, flowers of plants have male and female parts that make the development of fruit possible in edible plants. So when I was new to gardening in a greenhouse specifically, I was taught that you could no longer count on your pollinators. So even though I had bees in just a few short feet away from my greenhouse, that was not going to help my greenhouse because it was a closed system. So I could no longer count on pollinators like bees or even wind to help pollinate my plants because wind can actually help move the plants put and and help make it so that the flowers will pollinate. And so for my tomato plants in my greenhouse, I was taught at one point to give them a good shake each day. So when I went through the greenhouse to check on things, to give when your tomato plants or other or and some of your other plants as well that could be pollinated in this way, if they were flowering, to just give them a good shake. And sometimes I was I was worried I was going to hurt them, but all, all this shaking would do was to help get the pollen into the right part of the flower. And it would make it so that you would have the fruit would be able to, to form. And so this is usually done by bees or by the wind. And I remember feeling like I was going to hurt the plant. But what I soon found out is that the plant needed the shaking to be able to grow. They needed something from the outside to make it happen. If you didn't shake the plants in the greenhouse, or if they were outside, if there were no wind and no pollinators like bees, the flowers will just drop. They won't grow. So in the end, the flower, which is a potential fruit, actually, would just fall to the ground and not reach its its full potential anymore if it didn't have something from the outside to help put the pressure on it. As I was reflecting on this earlier today, it just made me think about how this is also one of the most frustrating parts of life. We only grow when there is pressure or something pushing on us. <laughs> when we're, when something's not pushing on us or there's no pressure, 
from the outside, we just don't grow the same way. Just like the plants, we don't grow. We don't improve. Same holds true for a lot of sports as well, like endurance running or weightlifting. We have to push our muscles to their limits for them to grow. This expands our abilities, and then in turn, it actually changes our limits that we had before. In sports, we often don't question the hard, you know, that hard part, as we know that this hard will help us build, right? Some people will willingly put themselves through incredibly difficult training in order to prepare for these incredibly difficult races or challenges just to find their limits and push through them. I've done a few events like this in in my life, and the more difficult they were, the more of an impact they had on my own growth, not only physically, but also in my ability to mentally push through pain and to do things that are hard because I knew that they would give me the growth and the help that I needed. But man, it sure didn't make it any easier. But it was so much fun when you would accomplish, you know, one of these difficult races or difficult events and get to have that benefit on the side. So how about at work? How do we push through the hard times at work? It's a little harder to see, right? Because at work, you'll have different goals and push through. But in the end, it's not as it's not often as defined as like a race. Like I'm training for this marathon or this triathlon and I'm training, I prepare, I do the race and then I move on. So at work, it's a little bit different. And the toughest thing to remember is that at work, when things are hard, It's the same as with sports and with the plants. These are the very things that will make us stronger and grow in the end. How do we get through them? It's no surprise why many great leaders will use analogies from sports or from the military when describing what must be done in difficult business situations. That often happens because people, because those are the things that we can relate to to help push through the hurt, push through the hard. So some of you may have heard of Jocko Willink. So he is a Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL, and he's the author of Extreme Ownership. And he is one such leader that gives these examples from military. Like I said, Jocko was a Navy SEAL, and much of his leadership advice comes from his time as a Navy SEAL, where the pressure is immense to perform and to grow, and to grow quickly, and adapt quickly. So in his book, Extreme Ownership, he has a few quotes that I actually want to share. I think they're pertinent to this. He says, this first one, he says, implementing extreme ownership requires checking your ego and operating with a high degree of humility, admitting mistakes, taking ownership, and developing a plan to overcome challenges are integral to any successful team. So with that, right? With challenges comes the growth, but we have to get through it and get through the pressure of those challenges, or it can sometimes have the opposite effect on us. It can feel like it's crushing us. Sometimes the weight of what is before us, if we don't have the humility where we admit mistakes, take ownership and develop a plan with our team, right? Not on our own. So this can happen to many leaders 
the crushing effect, right? It happens all too often. And it's sad to see when those on their team are willing to help work through difficult times, but they're waiting for the direction from their leader. But the leader did not have the degree of humility that they needed in order to go to their team, the very team that would help them get out of the toughest spot. So Jocko goes on to say this. He says, prioritize your problems and take care of them one at a time. The highest priority first. He said, don't try to do everything at once or you won't be successful. He says, I explained how a leader who tries to take on too many problems simultaneously will likely fail at them all. So this advice is is honestly probably not all that different from how you were taught to take on difficult problems in school or at home. Pretty simple. But often, like we find out, the best advice is often the most simple and not groundbreaking, but difficult to consistently implement. So taking the time to prioritize your problems, take them on one at a time and make it happen. When doing that, it's amazing how success will begin to come. When the pressure mounts and things are tough at work, it is really easy to begin to let that situation disrupt how you lead, start changing the things you do. And some of these good ideas and good things that come that that you typically would do, they get hard to do. Mentally, it's tough to push through. And often the accountability that you have with your team is something that will fail and it will start to fall apart. And it often falls apart way more quickly than we would like. So Jocko goes on to say this. He says, it's not what you preach. It's what you tolerate. So I've loved that quote from this book for quite some time. It's not what you preach. It's what you tolerate. So if you're telling people one thing, but then doing another and tolerate poor behavior, in the end, you you lose, you lose this credibility with your team. And that's what happens in some of these situations. So when things get hard, it also gets easier to tolerate poor behavior and to make excuses for your people and for yourself instead of pushing through and capturing the growth that comes from enduring and even thriving in difficult times. How can we be different than others that get crushed? It's by staying true to some of these critical things. So I look back at my career and I see times when I've been pushed to my max and where I failed and also had times where I've been pushed to my max and was able to push through and win. And I'm grateful for all of these experiences and, and how I've grown as a result. There's another great quote that I love by a man named James Wedmore. So he's the host of the Mind Your Business podcast. And he says this, he said, There's actually no such thing as failure. You either get the results you wanted or the lesson you needed. So in the end, failure is just one of those things that helps us learn. And the pressure that comes from that, we can get through. It's okay. We'll learn what we need to and push through and know where our limits are and be able to push through those too. So what point are you at? You're in the middle of a huge trial right now, a huge trial of your leadership, or are you in a relatively stable time right now? Either way, remember that both of these states are temporary, right? If you're not in the middle of a big trial and big struggles right now, 
if you've been a leader for very long or been in business very long, you know that it's just a matter of time before that changes. Not to make you nervous or make you, you know, you, you can't ponder on that all the time or it'll, it'll make you frustrated. But in the end, the trials come back and then they'll ebb and flow and you'll have times where it's more stable. It will happen. Even though in the middle of the trials, it feels like, oh my goodness, this is never going to end. When is the market going to come back? When is it going to be easier to find people? When is, and then fill in the blank, right? Either way, remember that this is when the growth comes. The most growth comes from when it hurts, but it never lasts forever. You got this. Until next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavoroflearership.com. Thanks for listening.